You're listening to Fiercely Courageous Conversations with Dr. Rebecca Ray and Monica Cade. This is a monthly podcast to help you rise above fear and express yourself authentically. Our intention is to create real conversations and explore why many women hold themselves back from being all that they are. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Fiercely Courageous Conversations podcast with Dr. Rebecca Ray and myself, Monica Cade. Our aim is to provide thoughtful insight around how as women we limit ourselves from truly expressing who we are and how this manifests into our professional and personal lives. Today we're talking about self-discipline and self-kindness and why they both serve a purpose in our lives. With these topics, we feel they are the basic concepts and run quite deep and actually serve as the building blocks as to how we operate in the world. They form the basis of how we approach our work, our personal lives, and how we respond to the world on those off days. So let's dive a little deeper as we jump into this episode. Good morning, Beck. Good morning. Can you believe it's our second last episode for this season? No, I can't. It's pretty crazy. (laughs) Yes. So how are you feeling about today's episode? I think that today's episode is, you've already summarised it, they're the building blocks. Well, self-discipline is, but I think uh, without self-kindness that comes with that, then we can be in a position where it's just all about um, being heavy-handed with ourselves to try and be productive and get stuff done. So I think that self-kindness is an essential ingredient as well. Mm. On that note, why don't we talk about uh, self-discipline? What do you have a particular de- definition or how, how would you define what discipline or self-discipline is? I think discipline for me is related to persistence and consistency. So discipline isn't necessarily forcing yourself to get stuff done. It's the ability to be able to do something or follow through on a particular habit or action despite what you're thinking and feeling at any given time. Mm, I like that. I also add to that because I think as I was pondering on this topic before as we were doing our notes and things, I thought, well, what does discipline mean? And I feel like a lot of the time there is a negative connotation to it. We think of discipline and we think of, you know, um, harshness and, and getting in trouble and things like that. But whereas discipline, like you said, it's that persistence and consistency and I feel like it's a real dedication to working towards a craft. And the image that popped into my mind was, you know, a martial artist, their discipline, they will practice that and they will put energy and dedication into it every single day if they want to master it. And it's the same with any kind of career or, or sport or anything that we do in life. I think that discipline to whatever it is, is is something we all need to become great at that particular thing. Absolutely. Or, or just any goal in in question. Mm. I had my, my wife asked me the other day, we were talking about Instagram, and she was saying to me, uh, well, she was whinging basically mm-hmm. about how hard Instagram is, <laughs> which is, um, a, a, you know, an, a legitimate complaint, I think, for most people. And she was saying how come Instagram's not, such a big issue for you um, and that you've been able to grow this audience and uh, that you don't tend to resent it like I do. She's trying to grow her following and get her creative efforts out there. And I said, um, uh, because it's a habit now, 
So I've just done it for so long that it's something that's integrated into my weekly actions mm-hmm. without me even really thinking. It just pops up, oh, I've got to got some Instagram comments I need to respond to, you know, and I've just done it for so long over and over again that it's now, it's the discipline to keep doing it that's brought the rewards. Mm. So, um, and I think her her response was even, I don't have that kind of discipline. I'm like, well, I think you do. It's more about finding the meaning and the outcome behind it. So I think it's easier to be disciplined around something when you can see what um, it will bring you in Mm. terms of adding value to your life. Absolutely. And I think when it is something like that, then it's more aligned with who you are as well, because I find sometimes, and maybe you might be able to shed a different perspective on this, but I feel like if we're moving towards something that we really enjoy doing. Let's use the Instagram example as we go along. If I'm using it just to build a following because I want to get a following up without real meaning of I want to connect with my audience, I want to build a real community, I think if that component wasn't there, uh, then it just makes the action quite empty and to be disciplined without having a real meaning behind what I'm doing, then I probably wouldn't be as self-disciplined. I agree. It's around being able to find the meaningful outcome, not just the superficial outcome or a a one-pronged outcome. And I think that goes for all facets of life. Like I wouldn't necessarily be disciplined to exercise um, just for the sake of it. However, when I put all the outcomes together, like endorphin rush, which I'm a big fan of, obviously, being a psychologist in terms of mood-boosting properties. Mm. Um, Endorphin rush, general fitness and looking after the only body that we have, as well as um, enabling mobility into the long term because I'm aware of my age and have never been more aware of my age when it comes to my body than in my 30s (laughs) when – Things start to hurt, surprisingly. Um, (laughs) But I think it's about connecting with all the outcomes that give you meaning, not just I have to do this because, you know, I want to increase my following on Instagram or I want to or society says I should, you know. Mm, Exactly. I like that. I think it really has to come from you. It has to really be – you have to be connected to it essentially. Mm -hmm. So what purpose do you think discipline holds in our lives? Um, in, in terms of its purpose, I, w- I would probably rephrase that and say, um, what benefit does it have in our lives? Mm-hmm. Because I would say without it, for me, that leads to lack. Mm-hmm. And I think that many people look at people that they might regard as successful. Mm-hmm. I, I'm fairly anti the word successful so by the, please let me clarify when I say if you're observing someone that you consider successful then what I mean by that is for whatever reason you consider them successful not just because um, they make a lot of money mm. so not defining success solely in one um, way but if you're looking at um, somebody somebody that you consider consider successful, and perhaps you want to emulate their success, usually the only difference in between where they are and where you are right now is discipline. Mm. 
It's the capacity to be able to put an action into place over and over and over again until you get there, Mm. which is what I was saying earlier on about persistence and consistency. Mm. It's those things that get us to where we go. So for me, the benefit of self-discipline is what you can get out of life versus what you lack if you don't have it. It also ties nicely into our last episode of doing the work where we we spoke about that, where you need to put in the effort if you want to achieve something. It's not just going to land on your lap. And, yeah, I think these two topics actually uh, have arrived quite perfectly together. Mm, Yeah. Now, do you have an example in your life? I know you've got your writing practice, which I feel like is a very good example and we've probably discussed it in a couple of episodes. Is there another certain practice that you have or self-discipline in other areas of your life? Um, self-discipline crosses many areas. I think from um, writing, which is my creative practice, but also into all the business practices that I have. So it's not just Instagram. You know, there's a whole series of other processes that need to happen to run a business effectively or to be able to turn your personal creative work into a brand. Um, So I have self-discipline around all of those things and it it kind of looks like my Instagram example, you know, you just do it enough and it ends up happening. Uh, I'm a one-man band so if I don't do it, nobody else is going to. So there is self-discipline around that but there's also a lack of self-discipline as well. So I would say that there are times where I don't have the discipline that I would really benefit from or don't exercise the discipline. So uh, let me rephrase that. I always have the discipline. It's whether or not I choose to use it. So um, I'm not, you know, I I, I could get better with consistency, put it that way. Mm -hmm. What about you? Uh, I'll answer that in one second. I like that you said that you always have discipline and it's whether you choose to use it. And I think that's awesome because... I, I've heard so many people say it before, oh, I, I'm not self-disciplined or I don't, I'm not very disciplined. But when, from the perspective that you've just shared it, like you do, everyone has discipline. It's just about choosing to use it. And right. sometimes it's that choice that is the hardest thing to do. Yeah. Mm. At least that's how I approach it. Yeah. It's like motivation. Well, actually, No. Actually, can we talk about motivation for a second? I might have I might have mentioned this in the previous episode. I think I did actually, but it's important to bring it up here as well. I see motivation as different to discipline. So whereas I always have discipline and it's my choice as to whether or not I exercise it, I don't always have motivation because motivation is a feeling. Mm. So discipline is an action or set of actions and motivation is a feeling that's fickle and will show up even when it wants. Mm. So this isn't, I think it's important for us to distinguish that self-discipline isn't about all of a sudden being intensely motivated and always feeling like doing the thing that needs to get done. Self-discipline is actually doing it despite motivation or not. Mm. I think that's been a recurring theme in our conversations as well to take action despite what emotions are taking place. 
Yeah. So that's an interesting thing to be, to be aware of as well because we can always take action. Even if you're feeling really crappy, there's always some sort of action that you can take. It might not always be the biggest action. It might just and – and it doesn't have to be. It's always moment by moment. Just take one step at a time. But there's always yeah. something we can do. That's right. Exactly. For me, discipline is – I find I, – I enjoy it because – I find, and this sounds kind of funny maybe, saying this out loud, it seems, I don't know if it makes sense, but it, it creates order in my mind. So even from smallest things of having a to-do list, uh, that kind of creates order. Now that might not be self-discipline in itself, but I know, for example, if I'm not training at a gym or CrossFit or something, which I'm not at the moment, I am dedicated to going to for a walk every morning. Despite mm. some mornings, I'm like, oh, I don't feel like going. But as soon as I'm out there walking, I'm so glad that I did. And I yeah. know for me that's super important because it sets me up for my day and it doesn't allow me to, if there are any thoughts that are circling around in my mind, it enables me to disengage from those really puts me back to my center so that's where I guess that's one example from my life where it really serves a purpose I think that that's a great example because it it highlights the fact that there are techniques or strategies that we can use which help self-discipline to take place Mm. so I'm I agree, I'm much more disciplined if I have a to-do list in front of me, mainly because I get off on crossing stuff off. So, <laughs> me too. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it's the smallest little thing, but it really does make a difference. If I can see what I've gotten done and if I can see, you know, just crossing one thing off feels like progress, then that motivates me to keep going. So self-discipline comes with a set of strategies that I think can definitely help us over time and when you say it orders um, your thoughts or helps you to order your actions that makes perfect sense to me I felt that Mm. let's move on to self-kindness which it seems almost like I was going to say an opposite the opposite side of the coin but I don't know what do you think about that I think of the, if you think of discipline as the bricks in a wall, mm-hmm. self-kindness is kind of the concrete that goes between them. Ooh, That's I the way like, I would look at it. I like that one. <laughs> yeah, so self-kindness is the the um, the stuff that sticks it all together. The mortar. If it, yeah, the mortar, that's it. Um, I am the daughter of a builder. I should know that term. <laughs> Uh, but it's, I think for me, self-kindness is what goes along with self-discipline so that we stay human in the process. Mm. That's very poetic. Thanks. Yes, I think a lot of the time we preach kindness and, and there's a lot of, you know, you can just go through your Instagram feed of people saying be kind, be kind to others and, and I think, yes, absolutely do that. And I think it's also really important to not forget about ourselves. And I think being kind to ourselves comes in many different forms. I think it can be, you know, physical exercise. It could be eating well. It could be a mindfulness practice, just being connected to yourself and making time for the things that we love and and spending time with the people that, you know, uplift us. I think those things all encompass self-kindness. So... When we are talking about that, we're not 
necessarily saying it's, uh, you know, it, it encompasses a lot of things. Yes. It's, it's the gentleness for me that mm. is, I guess, gives self-discipline somewhere soft to land. Mm. Otherwise, I think we can get caught up. For those of us that have a history of perfectionism, I'll put my hand up for that, um, and it is history, but I still have the odd bent towards it occasionally that has to be managed. Self-kindness reminds me that, you know, when you're looking at uh, wanting to get stuff done in your life, you don't always have to do so with a big stick waved mm. behind you. Yeah. It's interesting. As you're talking then, and I wonder what your experience is, and if we had a live audience, I would definitely ask everybody else, but isn't it interesting that for the most part, and I guess in my experience of myself, self-kindness doesn't seem to be the the foundation or the basis like I think why are we not kind to ourselves first and foremost and there's that voice otherwise that tells us oh no we have to do this or you haven't done that or you're not really doing a good job at this and it's funny like how would our lives be if we started with self-kindness and then just had that discipline voice coming in saying okay we need to get this done now but if we were coming from a soft and gentle space does that make sense yeah it does and I think one of the reasons we don't start there Mm. is because we still buy into this notion that being hard on ourselves gets more stuff done Mm. so there's this kind of um archaic almost convict type prisoner type notion Mm that you're going to get more out of yourself the harder you come down on yourself. And yet we just don't tend to respond well to that. Mm. So it's not workable and yet we keep doing it. And certainly all you have to do, again, is go back to your social media feeds and find something about hustle and grind 24-7, you know. Ah, they kill those. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I know, it's awful. But if... If that was my approach or anyone else's approach to me as well, I would just crumble after a time, you know. That would exhaust me. And so I think that it's a combination of it being seen as too soft yeah, and therefore we can't get the best out of ourselves versus just believing that because society says we must work hard all the time that that is the way to get the most out of ourselves. Mm. It's kind of... A good analogy would be looking at a flower or a baby. You know, we nurture their growth and we come to them from a place of kindness and encouragement in order for them to, well, not the plants. I mean, yes, but anyway, let's talk about the baby. (laughs) (laughs) A bit more tangible to what I'm saying. So we approach them with the encouragement to have a go at whatever they're learning at different times in their lives and we we don't come down on them like a ton of bricks saying that you know get up and walk like that just wouldn't yeah. wouldn't happen we nurture them so i think as adults for whatever reason we lose that sense along the way of being kind and nurturing towards ourselves because at the end of the day we still require that in order to get the most out of ourselves so I think if we can just become aware of the way that we 
our own self-talk and just probably address it in a kinder way and remember to nurture ourselves and and realise that we are having a go, we are doing a good job and we are, uh, you know, going through the motions and doing the things as best we know how in each moment. Yeah, I agree. It's that approach that can allow us to have some room to move and not always have to be on or perfect um, or forceful about it. Mm, Yeah. Why do you think self-kindness is critical to living courageously? Um, Oh, that's easy. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Because I can speak from personal experience around this one and actually most of the time I'm speaking from personal experience, but certainly around this one, I don't believe that you can access the most authentic, courageous part of you without self-kindness. So if you try to do it with a heavy hand, I just feel like there are so many things that are less possible than if you're prepared to approach life with a kind voice. So you can have that self-critical inner voice that's constantly telling you all the things that you're not, or you can have an encouraging voice that befriends you and reminds you of what's possible and reminds you of the things that you've done before. And I guarantee you that the latter will get you far further than anything else will. Mm. And it's easy to even do a little self-test of that. For example, you can just take a moment, listeners, for yourself and speak to yourself in a harsh manner and see what that feels like, feel how you feel in your body. Essentially, it's going to feel certain thoughts and it's going to feel certain emotions, but then try the gentle approach and see how that makes you feel. And essentially, it's just really about moving towards the things that make you feel light. And I think, excuse me, when we are going through those hard feelings and the challenges in life, those those things are already challenging us. We don't need another voice and critic on our shoulders weighing us down even more, telling us how crap we are. We, we really need to, in those moments, harness that self-kindness, compassion voice. Yeah, and I'd, I'd like to distinguish again between the voice of kindness versus um, this concept of self-love. So for anyone who feels like self-love is too big, too unachievable, perhaps too overwhelming, I would encourage you to come back to this idea that you can just be kind. You can just come back to using a friendly voice. It doesn't necessarily mean that you need to put your hand up and say, yes, I love myself, if that feels too much of a distance from where you are right now. So a a nice um, interim space to be is to come back to, I speak to myself in a friendly way. Yeah, absolutely. It's really, really very true. And I think that's a really good practice maybe for our listeners to have a go at, like even for give yourself seven days and every time you catch the critic coming in, see if you can just harness the power of self-kindness and and just use it as a practice for seven days and mark it off on your calendar and I'm sure and it would be really interesting if anybody does this to share their experience with us how much your life would change and how you would move through different obstacles as well it's very different from my experience Mm. 
and I from my clients' experience as well. But one of the things that normally happens when I suggest a similar approach or practice is they normally look at me like I've grown a second head. <laughs> you know, like it's the most difficult task that I could possibly place on them. And I will say from experience, it is hard. Like mm. I think developing kind conversation with myself has been one of the most difficult practices I've ever brought into my life mm. um, besides the practical stuff of, you know, eating well and exercising regularly. Mm which also show up with some struggle around them every now and again. But kind conversation, whoa, because our thinking is often so automatic Mm -hmm. to the point where we don't even know we're doing it, to have to bring some awareness to that and then to consider speaking to ourselves in a different way, yes, it is difficult. It requires effort initially and it requires um, a willingness to to come to that place. And yet I can honestly say that I don't think there's um, a more fruitful practice that I've ever, ever experienced. And by that I mean the outcomes that have occurred for me around self-kindness versus self-criticism um, are out of this world. Mm, exactly. And I think, yeah, as you said, it's just a practice and yes it is may it, it, it most likely will be challenging in the beginning but it's just keep going and the more you practice it the the more kindness you will bring into your life and the the easier things will be i think that's right mm. is there anything you'd like to add on this topic of self-kindness beck no i think that i would just encourage our listeners to um Give themselves room to practice. Understand that when I say practice, I don't mean 24-7. Sometimes the practice has to be formal, so you might sit down for five minutes and actually practice talking to yourself nicely. But what I do mean um, is some kind of regular practice where you allow yourself the space to speak kindly because you can think about speaking to yourself kindly, but it's very different actually applying it. So if you're going to do anything from based on this particular podcast, first and foremost, I'd encourage you to develop kind conversation with yourself because after that, self-discipline is so much easier. Mm. That's a very beautiful note to finish on. So listeners, if you have any further questions, please feel free to reach out to myself or Beck. You can find us on Instagram at Dr. Rebecca Ray and myself at Monica Cade. We'd love for you to share this episode with a friend, a family member or anyone you feel that could benefit from hearing a little bit more on self-kindness and self-discipline. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next month. Thanks, Beck. Thanks, Mon. Bye. Bye.